You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Buzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menunos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's The Bridge After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's The Bridge After Show. Hey guys, and welcome to AfterBuzz's The Bridge After Show. A lot of revelations in tonight's episode, I feel like. But before we get started, to my left, Paige Sullivan. Hello, everybody. And guys, I'm Dave Klein, and I think we should just jump right into it, because this was an action-packed episode, and like I said, a lot of revelations. And we're going to go ahead and start by talking about Steven Linder, our creepy friend who seems to be a good guy. He seems to be a great guy. A great guy. Our first shot of him is as he's helping out a snake, and we see in the car some legs moving in the backseat. Mm-hmm. And it turns out he was smuggling Ava out to his friend Bob, who seems a little less... Friendly. Friendly. Well, not that Steven Linder seems friendly. No. I mean, they both seem equally creepy. Bob seems creepy. But he seems, he's like, I guess he's doing it for the church. church so. Because when you drive up, you see on the building, there's like a, a, a passage from the Bible is written on the top of yeah. the building. So there, it's obviously a religious place. She's not going to be the only one there. She's going to be part of his flock. His flock of Mexicans. Like, <laughs> No, it's the religious thing, the flock. It's like the pupils of the church. I know, the but, flock, but, but he's weird. taking in, like, Mexican immigrants and making his flock. Yeah, like, it does sound very weird. It is weird. But and then it's going to be a cult thing where they sip on some Kool-Aid together. Well, that's what it reminded me of. It very much reminded me of, like, a cult or something. Like, he's the leader and, like, just the way he was talking and, like... He Bob seemed really strange to me. He did not make a good first impression, but neither did Steven Linder, so... Yeah, but... And Ava even seemed... Or Eva, she seemed hesitant to go. I would be hesitant, too. I'd just be like, I don't know about this. But we've learned that it's a better option than getting killed by Hector. Oh, yeah. Apparently, Hector is crazy. Well, he's already killed the woman we saw. He's tried to kill Steven Linder. And now we know, like, she confirmed it for us this episode, that he is after her. And that's what we thought all along. And I don't think it's in a a good way. No. (laughs) I I mean, it's just like, I'm wondering what he is. It's like, is he her pimp? Is that her his thing? Yeah, or like an ex-boyfriend or like... crazy ex-boyfriend. Hey, they're out there. I mean, I think I'm thinking pimp because we've already seen the the prostitution and all of that play a big role. Right, because she was a prostitute, so... So we we assume because she was walking through that area that night. My question is, how did she hook up with Steven Linder? How did she find Steven Linder and... and He posted on Craigslist. He's like, like, anybody need a ride? (laughs) Need a ride? Yeah, I wonder that too. That's that's a good question to ask. Uh, Ryan Whittles on the chat pointing out that Steven looks a little bit like Wolverine only with short hair. That's what I said. I totally think that too. He does. His mutton chops are just Yeah, like, they're out of control. They're huge, but he doesn't open his mouth when he talks. 
No, that's why he mumbles so much. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. I don't even know if I could talk like that. I can't really talk you like totally that. You totally agree. <laughs> on a live show. Lions fan saying that he almost thought it was a sex cult and Bob is their leader to set up a sexual relationship. I know weird, but that scene was weird. You know what? I thought the exact same thing I thought the same thing, thing too, so don't feel weird because I yeah. thought that too. That is totally what I got out of it as well. So not that weird to get that out of it. It was I, just a weird scene. I hope it's not, but I also said to Dave, I said, do you think they're going to enter into like a relationship, him and, and Stephen and Ava? Because because they seem to have this little bond. I know he saved her, obviously. And all he wanted was a kiss. And he wanted a kiss. And and she goes, that's it? And he was like, I'll remember that for a long time, which was kind of creepy. But I maybe it, she'll come back into play. Maybe it is kind of a sex thing. But I wouldn't imagine him bringing her there if that's what it was. No, I don't think, or at least I don't think if to it his is, knowledge. he knows it. Yeah, I don't mm-hmm. think to his knowledge, because he does seem like he actually is a good guy. Mm-hmm. So if it is something weird like that, I don't think Steven knows. No, I hope not. But uh, it, it could just be a church thing. Another weird person, because maybe Stephen just knows weird people because he's a weird person. Maybe that's his group of friends. Right. But we also didn't see Hector this episode. We saw Hector's doings in the newspaper. Yeah. So, yeah. That picture. I can't believe they would put that in the newspaper. It's Mexico. Maybe they just do that. I don't know. I mean, because that was the Mexican newspaper that that was in. Right. Yes, it was. So maybe they're a little more open there about those images. I mean, we see a lot of horrible imagery on the news t- today. Yeah, we do. News. But also, um, I mean, hell, you have a girl being tortured alive in the American news in this sh- I mean, I the know. show. Yeah, that's true. I mean, yeah, Maria and the Gotta get, try to drive that ad revenue. Gotta drive those hits. Seriously. And so I'm also wondering, though, does Hector have a connection to Fausto Galvan? Fausto because, Galvan. Because he's keeping tabs on what he's doing in America. And he says, we can't be killing white people. You know, that's bad for us. Right. White people are dying. So do they know it's one of their guys? Or do... You know, how do they know who it is? How do they know they're the ones to blame? And they're they're going to go to America to solve this problem. Well, maybe they just have noticed that the FBI are involved, the feds are involved. So therefore, they're going to try and fix that situation, even if it's not one of their people. Mm-hmm. Just tidy that up so they don't have to deal with it because now it's affecting them. Put a little pretty bow on right? that. and just... just tie that up. So Lions fan is excited and happy that we both had the same opinion. <laughs> He's yeah. like, I wasn't that weird, apparently. <laughs> no, no, I think everyone was getting that from it. So let's go ahead before we talk about them. Let's go ahead and talk about the way they're going to be getting across the border, which is Charlotte. Mm-hmm. And Charlotte is at first, she's with Caesar, who's burying the horse. And Caesar is warning her that Graciela is going to go further than a horse next time, which sort of sets her brain in motion. Maybe she doesn't want that. Yeah, Maybe so not the best of things. So she opens it up. Yeah. But she doesn't want to, like, she's not going to know anything that happens because Caesar's telling her it's just business. It's just business. I'll, got- I'll handle it. So, like, is he in on it? I'd imagine he's got to be in on it. But he it seems to like some a good extent. guy, but maybe he's just in on it solely for the safety of himself and his family. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean that could be the case. Maybe he got in on it through her um, ex-husband, whose name through I'm, Carl, yeah, through Carl, and maybe from that he just knows about it and just doesn't want to involve her. Maybe, maybe he's just a stand-up guy. But yeah, we know about so- stand-up guys are apparently all adulterers, so. <laughs> You know. Maybe he's also adulterous. And they, like, act like nothing happened this episode. I know. It's like, whatever. Except for the little talk between Kate and Charlotte and, yeah. by the pool. And when she finds Marco's wallet. Right. Or, or Tina found the wallet. Can I just say, too, with Charlotte that she seemed weirdly excited about it when it was actually opening. And she was talking to um, Caesar about it. To me, she seemed a little bit excited about it. Like, is it done? Has it happened yet? Yeah, but then she goes, it's illegal. 
Well, no, but at, at first though, she seemed like to have, be like anxiously excited to me. I feel like I didn't. I didn't read that. I felt like a nervous, like jitter, like yeah. oh no, like what did I do? Maybe she it's opened... like you're about to go on a roller coaster. Yeah, you're, just... you're like this could crash. Yeah, let's do it. It could shoot me off the top. That's well, what I got worried about. On well, because coasters. it's always for her right now. It's you know she's choosing between two evils. Either she lets this be open, and she doesn't know what's coming through drugs, right? Immigrants. Who? Well, right now, uh, a fugitive in Mexico seems like yeah. he's part of the cartel is coming through, and then, you know, she doesn't do that. She's risking her life or Kate's life or, or Caesar's, or Caesar's life. life. And here's it's it just it's just strange to me. See, I said Caesar instead of Kate because I care about Caesar more than Kate because Kate, Kate's rude. She came off like a straight up bitch this episode. I think I know this is my own opinion. Be mad at your dad all you want. You don't have to be mad at Charlotte. Right. She's not your parent. She didn't make him do anything. You know, it's it's the same thing like when, say, some, like Marco, when you're a cheater, you know, you always get mad at the other girl. And it's, you know, it's not her fault. It's right. his fault. And it's easy, too, because you want to still love the person who right. wronged you. But, yeah, you, she's redirecting her hate to the wrong person. I totally exactly. agree. And Charlotte definitely seems like she feels for Kate and she wants Kate to know her father did love her and that she's like, of course I knew your mother's name and... Yeah, you know? she's trying to be nice about it. But the other thing that, to me, more so than that, because I can understand that, that's got to be a hard place to be, but more when she flicked the cigarette on the ground and said, let the Mexican pick it up. And she was like, her name's Tina. Right, to me, that was like, you bitch. Yeah, but I was proud of Charlotte for being like, she has a name. Yeah, no, I was too. I was like, go Charlotte. Because I would be furious. I mean, I think everybody deserves the same respect. You know, you don't oh, treat totally anybody. Agree. Even if they do work in your home, you still treat them nicely. And Kate, obviously, she just seems like a spoiled brat. No, because she's like, well, this is supposed to be my garden. I'm supposed to be just able to hang out here doing nothing all day. So she just wants to do nothing, it sounds like. Well, she was like, my mother used to lie out here. So I think it's another stab at the fact that she took her mother's place in her mm-hmm. father's life. And yes, that sucks. But I'm pretty sure she's been with Carl for more than ten years. That they made, they pictured it, yeah, because they said she was some hot young thing when it ha- when they got together. And she's not. No offense to Charlotte, she's not a hot young thing anymore. And she still looks great, but she doesn't look that young. So I don't. Kate needs to get over it. I think be an adult, deal with it. I agree. I totally agree with that. But um, the other thing that happens here is Tina, as you mentioned and alluded to, Tina finding Marco Ruiz's wallet. Yeah, yeah. Now, that's something to be a little bit about. I mean, she already has a negative opinion of Charlotte, and that's going to be like, a, huh, well, uh, didn't this just happen like a couple weeks ago that your husband died? Yeah, but she could always be like when they were investigating, like maybe he left it. Yeah, she didn't play that off very well. She could have. She just was like grabbed it and like opened it up and was like, oh, so Lions fans saying that Kate reacted to the fact that her dad is dead. She ain't mad at Charlotte, but she can only put her anger towards her, but she's mad at her dad. And I, I'd mostly agree with it, but from the sounds of the conversation, I, I got out of it that this is how Kate has always treated Charlotte. I agree, because uh, even the way Charlotte treats Kate, it's like she's walking on eggshells to me. Right. So I understand that her father is dead, but I think, you know, instead of bonding like they could and grieving together, it's like, you know, they're battling against each other they're they're butting heads over it yeah now something what then good to go further with the wallet she ends up returning it to kitty who i'm just gonna say i think kitty is the office gossip so i think wrong person to give marco's wallet to because i think kitty's gonna suspect something and this could lead to trouble further down the line she already seemed like she suspected something and i wouldn't have suspected something i would have been like 
This is office gossip we're talking about here. I know, but it's, it's, Kitty was like on top of that. She was already like, you could see the wheels like, turning mm-hmm, in her head. What is that? Right. But the wheels were turning in her head. You could see her eyes and then this little smirk on her face. It's like, oh yeah, what? She's like, I think I know why you would leave your wallet. I mean, seriously though, when you think about it, why the hell would Marco ever leave his wallet? How would that leave his pocket? No matter what he's doing. I know. When you're taking your pants off, other- do you chuck them off in a fit of like... At what it what right. would you call it? I was gonna say fury, but it was a, lust or a, a lustful fury, furious a, lust. Yeah, sexual relations happening, and I'm, I don't know. I mean, I'm like, I don't think that's ever happened. Where I flee off my pants, all of a sudden the wallet flies out. Oh, whoops! Yeah, exactly. So, so I mean, but I mean, still, you have to have been doing something for the wallet to have left. That's not just oh, I'm going for a house visit. Exactly. So I, I would suspect something to I'd be like, well, how did he leave his wallet there? Kind of strange. Marco, I mean, this is like jumping ahead a little bit, but with the Charlotte thing, the thing that angered me, it was at one point in this episode, he says, I have a family. Or he was like, don't ask, talk to me about my family, to, even to Daniel. Yeah, yeah. And he keeps talking about his family and his wife. And it's like, you did not care about your family or your wife last night when you were sleeping with Charlotte. But as long as they're alive, I guess that's the one thing. But yeah, saved his life. It did save his, saved life. his life. Well, actually, I don't think he was going to be killed. I, th- I think... Well, we'll get to that. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk about that. But um, Lions fan uh, and Ryan Willison also seem to think that um, some that she thought something was up, that Kitty yeah. thought something was up, because her wheels are turning, as you said. Yeah. So as, as we were talking about, Charlotte did decide to open the tunnel, which is going to lead the way for our friends over in Mexico. So Fa- Fausto Galvan, who so, we finally get to meet. So we met him early on. Only as a picture on a wall. Right. And we know his brother is dead, but they got rid of the body. They got rid of the evidence. And apparently it's a name you do not want to bring up and talk about. No. You don't want to talk about the Galvan brothers, apparently. And he has his henchman there, Obergon. Yeah. So, yeah. so He's he, so mean to him. He's like, you're sweating. He's like, I'm sorry. I'll try and stop. Well, this is a guy who seems to be part of the El Cartel. So I, I, know, mean, I, but I, I mean, assume he's mean. Sweating isn't something you can just stop. I stop it all the time. I'm You're like, like done. Done. You get the, what the celebs do. They get Botox in their armpits. Exactly. And then everywhere. you can't sweat and because you, you have so much sweat. Botox. And just, you pro- I would imagine it makes you a little bloated, though. This is all fake, <laughs> and I always look like this. Exactly. I never. I, can't, s- I don't sweat. I'm always smiling. <laughs> I can't. This is actually me frowning right now. I think that's. Well, he said something about injections. Do you think Fosso bought. Got injections for him, like sweat. Injections. He should apparently if he gets offended by it. It's so funny. He was like, "I bought you jujitsu. I got you injections. Did you use it? No." I, uh, yeah, I must be for some disease. That would be my assumption. Is but a disease. Or they something. seemed very kind of friendly. The two because, of them. Well, they have some buddy buddy because going on. because he was saying how he didn't think Faso should go to America after where he saw that newspaper clipping and uh he's like you worried too much you worried too much and most people if it was their boss i'd probably be like oh you should go to america and maybe he won't come back yeah but they find their way to get there because apparently they're they've been having trouble with their own business where one of their tunnels because they have multiple tunnels has collapsed into and itself the other one the dea found right so apparently they're smuggling drugs if the dea found one of them right obviously crystal meth Making a Breaking Bad reference. Again. I just have to. I have to. I, it's such a good show. Um, but. Or cocaine. Or cocaine. Who sure. Knows? We don't know. But they do, um, they do, that would make more sense, actually. But they do end up, uh, talking to Graciela, who now has this open tunnel, thanks to Charlotte. But it Again, almost I- seems like he has power over her. Like, I thought 
walking in, he was going to ask her permission to go. And That's what I thought. Like, Godmother. Give yeah, me I thought it was going to be the Godmother thing where, that you were talking about last week. But then he was the one who's like, she was like, if I refuse, he's like, you wouldn't do that. It seems like warring factions to me within the cartel or different Mexican drug groups, I would imagine. And that's what I picked up from that. Like, maybe she's the leader of one group and mm-hmm. he's the leader of another group. But she's afraid enough to not refuse. Right. Or she just doesn't or want to start a war. Or she thinks it's mutually beneficial just to let him go through. Yeah, maybe maybe he'll pay her and there's something not going on we don't know. Maybe. Or maybe it's just like an, okay, I'll do this thing for you. You'll do something for me. Down the Who line. knows? We'll find out. Right. We will definitely find well, out. Well, maybe. Hopefully. We'll find out. Uh, I hope so. I hope well, so. We better find out. I mean, it's a lot of twists and turns. We might not. Yeah. <laughs> but. So if they end up ending, using the tunnel and smuggling uh, a bit of dough down the way. At first, I was like, what are they carrying? And now we know. Yeah, just just a million dollars. A million Not dollars. That much. I wonder how heavy a million dollars is. Yeah, I don't know. If only we were millionaires. If only I could weigh my money. <laughs> and then instead of like having it all in the car, we're like, I just want a million dollars so I can carry it around. Right? Work out. Lift weights with my yeah. million dollars. I want to be Scrooge McDuck, actually. I just want to dive <laughs> Swimming in, the- in your millions of dollars. Yeah. But yeah, seriously, that's like what they carry through the tunnel, just money. Yeah, so it's, it's no thing to him. And Caesar said to Charlotte, you should go out for a little bit. Yes. He must have known they were coming through. He must have known. And so he's like, oh, you should go out for a little bit. Well, she found the thing to do with her wallet. If I were Charlotte and this, like, does blow up in her face and somebody finds out about it, I would just be like, I didn't I didn't know. It was that, like, my husband took care of everything. I had no idea it was happening. Like, I would just be like. Right, just try to pretend to be naive. Like, I didn't do it. And just be like, I had no idea. Yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, I think, I think they would believe her. I think they would believe her. They may or they may not. I mean, it also seemed like it, it, might it not is matter. that weird thing of just like, well, how could you not know that this is happening? I, I mean, who knows yeah. what they would think. But I, that's what I would feign to. I'd feign innocence and be like, I had no idea. I don't know. I don't know. We're <laughs> masters of if we ever get in court, we will ah! clearly get away. <laughs> and that's what my lawyer's <laughs> like, that doesn't work, Paige. But like, ah! <laughs> <Yeah>! <laughs> oh, totally going to work. So let's go ahead and talk about the main story because we had a lot going on in the main storyline here with mm-hmm. the bridge butcher as he's being called. And apparently our friend Daniel Fry has decided to leak the feed out to everybody. I don't think Daniel those, has much of a choice. Get those page views. I don't think he has much of a choice, though. I'm, look, I mean, it, he has a choice. Right. But this is a killer, a mass murderer. Or we, not mass, serial killer. And also, like, <sighs> leaking that out to everybody, too, which I guess he didn't have to do. But I mean, that's like... It's proving a point. It's journalists. Is that as a... But I mean, beyond that, even, like, as a journalist, it's sort of your job, and it's also how you're going to drive money and pay... It's... Yeah, no, I agree. Thing. Well, Daniel doesn't. I don't think Daniel thinks about the money. One, because he's a reporter, he's not getting paid very much and money. He has all he has is booze. That's all he needs, right? And so I don't think he cares about the money. I think he really is true, like to the bone, a journalist, you know. And when he has this, he feels like he has to show it. And he even says this isn't about killing her. This is about proving a point. He's proving a point to you. Yeah, I you t- know, he's making, he's sending a message. I, I agree with that. I mean, I'd agree with that about him. Uh, just Ryan Willis on the chat real quick. He points out that he also seems to think that Graciela um, has equal power with Fosto. Ar- Fosto. But, I mean, we don't know. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? But, um, so anyways, I just wanted to read some live chat stuff out. That's why you guys got to join us every week. Yes. So, live, 10 p.m. Live. Pacific time every Wednesday. Live. Might as well do a shout out there. And actually, <laughs> while we're doing shout outs, I should probably shout out. This this show has the serial killer, the bridge butcher. 
yes. as he's being called. But what you guys should also check out if you are curious about the comedy side of Serial Killers is Serial <laughs> Buddies. Yes. Created by our AfterBuzz crew themselves, many of our AfterBuzz producers, crew, Marie Menounos herself was in it. So definitely check it out. It's now on iTunes, I believe, for $6. $5.99. $5.99. That's that's actually less than six dollars. I don't even know why I would say that. That is less than your coffee at Starbucks. Really? I don't drink Some coffee. Coffees, I don't know that. Specialty coffees, not all the coffees, but specialty. It's coffees. actually one cent less than my breakfast every morning. I see. So there you go. So buy the movie. It's funny. So it's check it funny. out. Check it out. And let's get back to topic and on track with murders, uh, murders, <laughs> and and all of them going out to find Daniel Fry, where it turns out he's at. This random lady, Mandy's house, where he is again being an alcoholic and has whiskey dick. I know, I know. And she's like, you soft dick. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, what? And I read it on the closed captioning. I was like, that looks weird to me. That like, is reading really that on said. closed captioning. I was like, huh, weird. Yeah. But, hey, apparently she that's all she wanted that night. Well, she's like, he drank all my booze. He passed out. He told me I got fat in my jeans. She's putting up with a lot. This for a one-night stand. And then he puked. Yeah. I would be pissed, too. I'd be like, I am never talking to you again. But she put up with a lot for a one-night stand, which is what I'm assuming that was. I feel like it was a booty call. I feel like they, yeah. knew, I feel like they knew each other. If they knew where he was... You're probably right. It, it was probably, probably a booty, booty call. call. Good point. Mm. You win this round. Ding, you ding, win ding, this ding. round, Paige. <laughs> but they get him back. They get him back to the office, and... Sonia, meanwhile, is just stuck on the the TV, stuck on the monitor, trying to figure out where this where um, our our girl is, where Ava is. And that's very much like Sonia, you know. She's she's really focusing and really seeing the details that nobody else is looking at. And I think one of the good things that she points out, which is something we were talking about last week too, is how weird it is for this guy to be asking for money. How atypical it is of a serial killer, which is sort of her exact quote. That's atypical, and that's kind of what we were talking about last week. Was like, well, if he got the money, he's already killed nine people. So I don't what like what's he, what's the he money trying for? to prove? Yeah. Right, like that would not prove his point then. So I was like, okay, I'm glad they ended up calling that out because it would make no sense for someone like that to like just be like, oh, well, I got the money, so I'm going to stop. Exactly, and even like with when they progressed in the investigation, and they're talking about dropping the money. Daniel says he doesn't. You know, it's not about the money, but you have to. You have to do it. But yeah, you know, he's he's mad. You don't have the money because it's a Mexican girl. He's like, if you had some blonde, big boobed girl out there, a co-ed from a college, you would have had the money there already. Yeah, but the thing is, the money was supposed to be from these four millionaires, or if, not million, yeah, like these five, five. Technically, that's who he wanted it from. Right, but that's who it was supposed to be from, so technically, uh, it wouldn't have mattered anyways, unless they got it from those five people, no matter who it was. Yeah. Technically. Uh, technically, it didn't, none of it mattered anyways. Right, technically, none of it mattered anyways. And technically, I'm still like, why would you ever give money to a serial killer, no matter what? Because they think they're going to catch him. That's a terrible idea. I know, I know. Don't give money to serial give killers. Give me money. <laughs> right. Give it to us give instead. Give me the money. The Paige and Dave fund at the bridge. <laughs> you can drop it right here on our AfterBuzz desk. Just drop it. Just literally <laughs> drop it on the This is the drop spot right here. Hashtag Dave and Paige fund. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, I mean, they're giving him the money, and they know Sonia and Hank know this is not going to play out the way they think it is. So Sonia stops focusing on what they're doing. She doesn't even care about the drop at this point. Yeah, totally. She just cares about finding out where Maria is. And interestingly, she also, um, yeah, I said Ava before I met Maria. Interestingly, she, she spots something and she finally notices what's weird and what's up with the, the feed, which is that 
that shadow that's moving has got to be an oil rig. Well, it makes sense because of the way they swing. I yeah. mean, it would, you know, you would see the shadow going. Right. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess, like, it depends on the distance because I feel like it's super, I get the, sh- the shadow of it. But that would be a big mistake if you can clearly see the outline of it. You w- That would be noticeable. Yeah, and it was noticeable enough for them to know what to look for. Now, at first, I thought it was, like, I, when they were driving out to go find the serial killer, I was like, how could they possibly know which oil rig it is? And then it turned but out they, they were didn't. searching every yeah, single they one. They were looking at all of them, but apparently there's only a few in their area. So it was easy for them with little manpower to find it. Yeah, I'm just calling out my own mistake. I was just like, because at first that's what I thought. But oh, yeah. It turns out they were searching every single one. So that's what they're often doing. Whereas, and the whole reason everyone leaves is because Fry gets a call from the serial killer. And Goodman and Heller... Gedman. Gedman, thank you. Gedman, mm-hmm. I can't read my own handwriting. Gedman and uh, Heller are, are off... And Marco has to come with. He's like, this is my thing. I got to go with. He's like, it's a Mexican girl. I'm Mexican. I'm coming. Also, though, we forgot to say, he got the money from Fausto. Yes, and that was the big connection. So Fausto Galvan is the one and the reason they get the money. And he calls Marco. So Marco knows Fausto, apparently. Right. Good, good. That was a huge point. Glad you brought that back up. But I like... It was so such a small part of the episode, you know. It's it such a short amount of time, but such a huge, but a huge moment. moment. It's like you know, he won't say anything about Fosto or the Galvan brothers. But then he gets a call and he says, "Okay," runs downstairs, gets in a car with them. Yeah, takes them. I mean, and he acts like he's like we're not friends. But it's like, so what are you? Are you acquaintances? Did you know he was the one yeah. calling you? Like what? Well, I mean, he must have known that they were calling. But I would take it as being part of the cop. Uh, part of the syndicate he's in, I'd, I'd assume, especially when you meet El Jefe, it seems like they definitely take bribes from the cartel. Car- the cartel. And I'd assume that the cartel have a very close relationship with the Mexican cop, at least this specific pre- precinct. And that I would assume that the cartel and them are very much in c- cahoots. Uh, yeah, I mean, I agree. And so it was just funny to see that he's willing to give the money because he doesn't want her to die. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I think he still has good intentions. But so it makes you also see or think that the cartel's not involved in these murders. Right, because they would clearly not want any attention up north. So I, I would agree with that. I don't think there's any reason for the cartel to be a part of these murders. And the fact that he's willing to go give the money to just, right. like, get rid of it. And he was like, this is a lot of money. He's like, I lose that to rats in my warehouse. He's like, it doesn't matter to me. Right, right. Yeah, just a million bucks, nothing. But, I, but that is the thing, though, is that... He'd rather pay this off and never have to deal with it because any attention north of the border is bad for the cartel. They don't want any attention at all. So this is something that would definitely not be in their best interest. And also an interesting point is that he calls it El Rey Storage Company. Mm-hmm. The sun, shine, El Rey, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, so they call It's the El Rey Storage Company. So we'll, we're probably going to hear this company come back up again. Mm-hmm. El Rey well, Storage it, Company. He's like, it's a legit company. It's like, that's money laundering, but okay. Yeah, no, it's definitely money laundering, but I'm sure we're going to hear this company being mentioned and used again. So mm-hmm. it's, I think we're going to see it throughout the show. Right. I agree. So Marco ends up deciding to take the money and the FBI decides to take the money and they go off on their merry way. But we to have raise to, Roadhouse. We had to point out before they leave, he gets a call again and he's saying, who's doing the job? And he asks for the names of the detectives. Ah, yeah. And, and then he asks, who's doing the job? And that's a good point. I didn't even notice that. Great point. I mean, I didn't notice it when it happened, but I didn't notice that that must be why he was asking who did the drop. 
so we could find out the names. That's what I'm saying. This is why it took so many years of planning is because he has to know who's working, what divisions, right. who's doing this. So Maria gets the attention of the FBI. Yeah. And he knows who works for the FBI. And he wants this guy, not going to give Gedman. it up. Gedman. but like, and so, and he asks who's doing the job. Gedman's doing the job. Yeah. And Gedman looks very nervous. Remember, Marco says, why does that guy look so nervous? And Hank's like, well, he's doing a drop. It could, he can get bombarded. But really, I think he knew what was going to happen. I think he knew that this was aimed at him. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how he, well, I guess one of the dead bodies was the body of that girl. So maybe that's how and he, he was with her. Assumed, right. He was with her. So. At one point in time. Right. At some point doing something shady. Something. Uh, prostitution <laughs> in, in Mexico. Something shady. Why was <laughs> why why did he agree to like the phone thing, like taping it on the phone? I I don't I wonder if it was like a hidden camera or what something. What do you mean? Well the fact that it was all videotaped. Oh, no, I think he did it. I think that was I don't know. Like I want this memory forever, my prostitution yeah, but some, time. Some like weird people, I mean, out there do Well stuff no, like but I mean it's just weird to do it at a prostitution place of all. Well places. it's also weird to be at a prostitution place. In Mexico. Exactly. So he's obviously doing it because he's not Doing it in America. So. Right. So he's like, this is an experience. I have to capture this yeah. moment in my hey, life it's, forever. It's screwed up. Like, I don't like to think about it. It's kind of creepy, but I mean. Yeah. Yeah. So. Hence his fate. <laughs> right. In this episode. So let's go ahead and talk about that, where he ends up, they they get to the cafe. He gets to this random phone, looks freaked out by what it says, takes out his earpiece. And by the way, you take out your earpiece, it's not going to go instantly static. That just annoys me. It's not. It's not going to go instantly static. Well, it didn't go static. I mean, he put it... He put it in the cigarette, the ashtray. Yeah. Was, and then he walked away. Right. But I mean, like, unless... Because it was tracking him, apparently. There was, like, a GPS on it. Oh, uh, I thought that was just, like... But I think that's how they were getting, like, audio. No, it was. That's how they were getting his his audio and how they were talking to him. But they also said he's not moving. He's not moving. Right, right. And that was the GPS signal. So I think he took it out. I thought that was specifically just his audio. Well, apparently it was a big mistake, though. I think. I think. That's what I took from it. I don't know. So, but maybe he just didn't want them to listen in on his murder. Right. And I guess he clearly, I mean, he was so nervous. He seemed to think that he was going to die. So he should have taken it at least got in the conversation in there. But, yeah. So, anyways, he gets captured. And then there's this intense action scene where Marco goes chasing after them. And then Daniel Fry gets a call from the killer to go check in the alley in the back. Where there's well, we actually don't see what's in the dumpster in this they episode. They say later it's a body. Okay, I was gonna. Okay, I was gonna say I, we thought it was a body, so that makes sense. With yeah. no head. With no head, Marco gets the head. Marco gets the head because I think he's sending a message to Marco in particular. Well, here's the point too, where Marco gets Marco gets knocked out, and he's about to get shot. He's held at gunpoint, and then he says, "Please don't kill me. I have a family." And this is what mm-hmm. you were talking about. What we were talking about earlier, and then after he says that, instead of getting shot, the guy pistol whips him, mm-hmm. and then he just gets knocked out. Mm-hmm. So, do you think him saying that saved him, or he was going to get saved anyways? I think he was going to be saved anyways. I think the reason Get Gedman was killed was because of whatever it was that he did with Christina. See, I feel like I, I feel like this guy was going to kill the cop no matter what. But then when it turned out that it was Marco, who was a Mexican cop who had a family, and he had a Mexican accent, probably right. Probably, you know, I think that's why he was not killed. Was Maybe because this guy seems to have a clear well sort of clear bias from Mexico even though that's who he's killing yeah. so not a bias but that's who he seems to be trying to help. make a help by killing them yeah it makes sense right yeah yeah, total yeah sense. It totally makes sense the so, mind of a serial killer the mind of a serial killer there's always a reason some reason in there that they do it so yeah he comes back as um 
as Hank, Wade, and um, and Sonia come in and they find the head with the tape of the evidence. So and the money, he gives the money back, right? And the money too. He doesn't even take the million dollars. So apparently, he probably knows it's from the cartel. Uh, I'm sure he does. I'm he sure. Must know. But it's it's crazy though because we're talking about this too. Is how the hell could he have possibly known like that? Hey, this is a person who used the prostitute and. Then this is the person I'm going to kill, and this is how I'm going to get this person involved. Like that, that so much, so many links that have mm-hmm. to have been figured out to get that specific moment to happen where he could do that. Yeah, no, it's crazy, and so and he couldn't have done it without Maria. So, I mean, it's this tangled web we see. And also to point out, which we didn't say, I, like a side note, is Sonia showed a little bit more of her personal life. This oh, yeah. episode talking with Hank about her sister dying, and then she insinuates something about I don't know if it's her dad or. She said, I went to go see him, but I couldn't get out of the car. And he said, good. Did you go to her grave? And yeah, I thought, it, I thought it must have been her dad, too. I got the same implication from that. And she said that her sister died all alone, like, yeah. and she didn't want Maria to do that. So I, I, I'm assuming we're, we're going to learn more about what happened to Lisa. Um, or maybe her dad's just a very bad man and maybe and, like, did, something did something bad to Lisa, to Lisa which is the other thing I yeah. up. I don't know, but so I, I'm interested to learn more about Cause, that. Because, yeah, why would the dad who – I mean, we don't even know if it is that, but why would that person be such bad news? I'm thinking he must have done something really bad to Lisa. Yeah. But Ryan Whittleson on the chat saying that he doesn't think the the killer was going to kill Marco, not because Marco said he was has a family, so agreeing with you. And Lions fans saying that he doesn't think he was killed due to the fact that maybe he has a connection with the killer, whoever it is. So That's a guess. I mean, maybe they know each other. out there. Yeah, maybe they know each other. So – as we do get though, Sonia going and with Hank Wade and Cooper apparently mm-hmm. to find um, find right. Maria, mm-hmm. and they end up finding her and she's still alive. So job well done. They end up saving her, maybe. Although she's left with Cooper, so we don't know if something bad might happen. Although it seemed like killer's preoccupied. Yeah, it seems like he was busy. Just a little bit busy there. Mm-hmm. So you have to assume that she was okay. But when when they were first left with Cooper, I was thinking like, oh, something bad's yeah. gonna happen to both of them. I did too. That was definitely my first thought. But hey, so again, Sonia, great eye, very observant, great detective in that sense. Mm-hmm. Just as long as she's not talking to people. So that's why. It's I a- know. And Daniel Fry was like, oh, she's a little short bust to me. I was like, oh, that's so rude. Yeah, although it was cool of um, Marco to stand up for she's her. She's not. Yeah, he kept being like, she's not. Because he's the people guy. That's why they're they're a dynamic duo. She does all the, like, technical savvy work, and he's the one who's Mm -hmm. the talker. Exactly. And the adulterer. We're going to keep on bringing that up. Sorry. Can't win me over. Can't let it down. He's going to have to do a lot of work if he wants to get me back. Sorry, Marco. Yeah, me too. Not that he's worried about my my opinion of him. Oh, yeah. Marco, the fictional character, is totally worried about Paige Sullivan's opinion. I want to win her trust back. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, I can't believe I lost Paige Sullivan's goodwill. I know. Well, he should feel that way. No, I mean, I I totally agree with you. I I was just like, I don't like him anymore. That sucks because I really did like him. Because I still like him this episode. Like, I like him because he's being a good guy. Right. He's always Uh, great, except for that. It's such a big point. And she seems. Like, she's interested in seeing him again. Yeah, definitely. I think she is definitely interested in him. But we didn't him. see anything from him, so. Yeah, who knows? He's just like, I forgot about it. I have a family. He has a family. Don't talk family. about my family. Don't, Don't talk to me. Don't talk bad about my family. My mistress, you can talk about her. Right. Don't talk about my family. As long as we don't know. Right, exactly. But I, Kitty is totally going to let that out. Totally. Out of the bag. All right, so I want to go ahead and talk about some comments from you guys before we jump on the predictions for next episode. So thank you guys so much for commenting 
I E Jesse Jesse J E C E E. I'm assuming it's I E Jesse. Asked, why don't you guys have Lauren Leonelli on the show, considering she's actually in the bridge? Or that woman playing the rich widow is her twin sister. Yeah, so, so somebody a- thinks Lauren Leonelli looks like Charlotte. Um, and I kind of agree a little bit. Um, a little bit. You had me confused there for a second, though. I was like, wait, is she really in the show? Like, I didn't know that. I, I actually haven't <laughs> talked to Lauren, so I was really confused by that. And then Paige pointed out, I was like, oh, I get it. That's yeah. funny now. Maddie Medina says that she uh, that they think... When Carl said he wanted a divorce, he was trying to protect Charlotte because he knew things were going to go down. And speaking of Charlotte, I feel like she's going to get pregnant and Marcos will live a double life with her and Alma. Marcos then will piss off the cartel and they will kidnap both Charlotte and Alma, making Marcos choose between the two. It's quite the prediction. Quite a bunch of predictions there. I think the Carl one is the really interesting one to me. Yeah, no, that's what caught my eye. I was kind of like, hmm, maybe that is what it is. Maybe he did not not love her. Maybe he just didn't want her to be... Married to him legally, bound to him. Yeah. I don't know. Right. Yeah, and maybe maybe it is a protecting thing because of all of the things going on with And the... this might go along with my theory that it was a cartel-induced heart attack. Oh. But it seems Me like why you, would girl. they But it seems like why would they cut off one of their connections? No, I know. I don't know. But it's still though, it, it does make sense with what you were talking about too with like her feigning innocence in a way maybe that that actually does make a lot of sense maybe he was trying to protect her from ever getting indicted for this right so uh miss jojo wow asks why is sonia so weird is she autistic i answered her on on youtube on the youtube on the youtube i commented on your comments and uh she has asperger's yeah which we addressed in the our first after show but that is what you know, they're playing at. But so, good to readdress it for anyone yeah. who missed it. So it would seem that she has Asperger's. All mm-hmm. the symptoms relate to Asperger's. I mean, it's possible it's something else, but it would seem very much like Asperger's. I think Asperger's. they said in, in interviews or something that that's what it okay. is. I think so, yeah. And Joseph Boza on the chat saying, great show. Thank you so much. Graciela gave him the creep when she showed up at Carl's funeral. That was pretty creepy. Yeah, it was super creepy. His prediction is that she has something to do with Carl's death because she, as you were saying, Paige, agreeing with you because she makes her presence well known to them. Later, she wanted to partner up with Charlotte. My prediction on that is that she only wants to partner with Charlotte on the ranch because she knows that Carl was rich and so Charlotte and... His daughter was so was Charlotte and his daughter. She gave me the impression money talks and BS walks. I, I I don't know. I feel like she only showed up at the funeral to kind of haunt Charlotte and watch over what's happening. I really don't think Graciela would have any real reason for killing off her connection to her bri- underground bridge. Yeah, because if somebody else moves in there, I mean, they could have the DEA, FBI in there real. Bad. Yeah, so I think she was just watching over, like watching her investment, making sure that. Like, she's just watching her investment. I think that's more of what it was. Yeah, I agree. That's what I would take that as. But let's go ahead and talk some predictions. And now, you're after Buzz TV. Predictions. Well, My uh, notes are so scattered. Yeah, you look like you're really digging there. Um, I don't have any predictions in particular. I mean, I just really see a lot more character development. I just think we're going to learn a lot more about Sonia's past, what happened to her sister. Uh, we saw her cry this episode. You know, I think we're going to learn more about her. And, I mean, the way this show's been going, there's going to be another murderer thing happening. I mean, I, I don't remember the prediction I was saying earlier because that was 20 minutes oh, ago. Oh, yeah. What but whatever that? that prediction was, I still think that. Right? Totally. I'm pointing at the wrong camera. Still think that. Completely think that. And uh, we did get that Sonia gets a call from the killer. So that's going to be a oh, cool yeah, revelation. She's being, oh, saying, I'm walked, or, why are you at the office so late? 
Yeah, and she's just completely herself, like, I'm going to find you. Mm-hmm. So, not the best poker face, Sonya, but hey, that that will be a fun cat and mouse game with her because she is so observant. And she's honest. I mean, she's brutally honest. Brutally, brutally honest. Oh, <laughs> she's like, where are your pants? This episode, where are your pants? <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, she has to know because yeah. well, that should be something she should have just known. I but. know, so funny. Oh, well, Marco wants Steven's help. We get that as well. So, mm-hmm. Marco's going to go to Steven's. So we'll see where those things collide and those I two worlds collide. I think people are just going to intertwine. We're going to let it intertwining. Mm-hmm. So Lions found in the chat agreeing, by the way, that she does that uh, Charlotte does look like Lauren Leonelli. So <laughs> uh, it would be funny if Lauren was on this after show. Maybe we should just bring her in we'll for a brief moment. Just be like, be on camera. All right. And then we'll get Charlotte on the show, too. Have them next to each other. Yeah, do a side-by-side. Side-by-side comparison. So funny. That'd be great. All right, guys. Thank you so much for joining us this week. I had fun. I'm sure you had fun. I did. I did. And guys, once again, you can find me on Twitter. Once again, for the first time, you can find me on Twitter. My name is Dave Klein. Check out Twitter at the Dave Klein. That is K-L-E-I-N. And you can find me, Paige Sullivan, on Twitter at Paige Sullivan. That's Paige with an I for you people out there. And uh, you can also find me on my website, perfectpage.com. Perfect page with an I. With an I. With an I. All right, guys. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you next week. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 